All right, what's up, Pats Nation? It's been about a month since we last talked. Did an Instagram live last month, uh, running down the schedule. And then since then, there there really isn't much to talk about, which is, it, it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Obviously, there are things to talk about. That's why we're catching up today on episode 23 of Babs on the Mic. But this time last year, there was way more to talk about in terms of negativity around the team, especially with its OTAs. Today's Monday, June 12th, so it's mandatory minicamp. This is the last couple of days for the Patriots until they go away for a couple of weeks and then come back for training camp. Around this time last year, it was all about the Patriots have no offense. They don't know what they're doing. They have no coaching, and there's just so many negative media stories out there. This year, there's not much to talk about. There's no, like, I keep warning you guys, like, there's going to be this quarterback competition Thrown by the media, I haven't seen it yet. Maybe we'll see it in training camp. Maybe we'll see it in the preseason. I haven't seen any negativity towards Bill O'Brien. Even Bill Belichick. It feels like all systems are running. We'll get into a little bit about the OTAs coming up. But again, we're playing catch up right now. Like let's let's talk about the big stories that are happening. And I mean the big one right now is DeAndre Hopkins is going to visit the New England Patriots this week. So let's go back a couple months ago. Like, we've been talking about this on these podcasts. You see me posting on Instagram or Twitter about it. And I know many of you out there were bought into Hopkins right away. Got to trade for him. Got to get him. He's the final piece. Whereas me, I'm saying, let's slow down. There's other pieces that need to be handled first, which was the offense coordinator. You got it. Which was in the draft, getting cornerbacks, getting offensive line depth, focusing on some pieces on the defense, focusing on some of the offense, like your tight end situation, replacing Jacoby Myers. Everything's done. Like everything has been done up to this moment. And now I'm all in on DeAndre Hopkins with you. I'm with you guys. At first I wasn't because I said, let's address all these other needs first. Now, DeAndre Hopkins wasn't traded. You know, it's out there about him going for a second round. And and what I heard at the time was that the Patriots didn't want to give up any wide receivers. They didn't want to give up Kendrick Bourne. They didn't want to give up Devontae Parker. They waited, just like every other team. And the Cardinals said, we got to cut him. We got to cut him loose. And that's what they did. So I find it interesting that the only two teams as of right now that have scheduled to visit it with DeAndre with DeAndre Hopkins is the Tennessee Titans, which right now, as I'm recording this, as I'm talking to you in your ears, he's out there in Nashville. It's the New England Patriots. Now, people are saying Cap is fake and any team can go out and get him. It doesn't seem like teams are running out after DeAndre Hopkins right now. Like, why aren't the Buffalo Bills doing that? Why are not the Kansas City Chiefs doing it? How about the Philadelphia Eagles? The feeling is, is that A lot of these NFL executives might feel that DeAndre Hopkins isn't what he is anymore. Maybe he's not worth the money, the time, the investment. And I think that's what some of these teams are looking at. I've seen it on Twitter where people are saying DeAndre Hopkins is still not a true number one wide receiver. I mean, if he's on the New England Patriots, he will be. So when I look at what's going forward here with DeAndre Hopkins... The Patriots need to sign him, simple put. Like, I don't want to hear this, 
well, he's coming to New England to raise up his value. That doesn't work anymore. Tom Brady ain't here. This is like this is all he has for options right now. It's Tennessee, it's New England, that's it. I don't think many GMs will be, oh, if he goes to New England, watch out, because everyone's down on the Patriots, which I think is wrong. And we'll get into the schedule in a little bit and redo the schedule, but DeAndre Hopkins is coming to Fox Pro this week during mandatory minicamp. He is being served to Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick and Bill O'Brien and the team, Mac Jones, on a silver platter. Here you go. I am a free agent. I can sign anywhere. You do not let him leave Fox Pro without a contract. You must sign DeAndre Hopkins this week. This week it needs to be done. The, like this is, And this would be the ultimate Bill Belichick 4D chess, right? Because again, just something else is falling right into his lap and everything worked out for timing. You didn't have to give up any draft capital. You didn't have to give up any players. He comes and schedules a visit and comes to see you and you sign him as a free agent. It's got to work. I've been seeing on the Twitterverse in the Instagram land how, well, if you sign Hopkins at X amount of money, you have to cut another wide receiver. We have too many wide receivers. Why? Why are you saying that? Why having too many wide receivers is a bad thing? That's a good thing. It's depth. Like I see, like... I've been seeing people, oh, well, you got to cut Devontae Parker. you got to cut Kendrick Bourne. you got to get the money elsewhere. Why? Some of these guys that just came in, like Booty. Kayshawn Booty, guess what? Fox Pro flew. You're going on the IR. See you later. Uh, D- Douglas, practice squad. No one's gonna. He's going to clear waivers. No one's going to pick him up. Trey Nixon, practice squad. If he still stays around, if you want to cut anybody, it might be him. Everybody else should be making the roster. Tyquan Thornton. To have added depth, because here's the thing: if you put DeAndre Hopkins on the outside, you got Juju in the slot. You could put De- you could put Devonte Parker on the other on the opposite end, or you could switch it with Kendrick Bourne. You have your two tight ends. Like you want to have as much offense as you can, because God forbid one of these guys gets hurt in this long, grueling season. You have that added depth of someone that knows the system, knows Mac Jones. You know who they are. Like I'm saying this: if you're going to cut anybody for money. It's Trent Brown. Said this a couple days ago. And then guess what Mike Reese said? This past weekend, he said, keep an eye on Trent Brown. He showed up early on to OTAs and then hasn't been seen since. And just look up Trent Brown's cap number. Trent Brown is scheduled to make $12 million this year. Do you think Trent Brown is worth it? I've seen the people. They say, Babs, we don't have any tackles. We'll have no left tackle. You're going to pay Trent Brown $12 million. And then on top of that, if you get Hopkins, you're going to have to at least pay him $12 million, right? You cut Trent Brown, you get Hopkins in. You can figure out your offensive line. They added a lot of depth. It's going to be rotation. Yes, it could be scary. I get it. Oh, protect Mac Jones. It's very important. But I believe that they will figure that out. And I think they can mask the flaw with the offense they have around them. Similar to what Brady had some bad offensive lines. Get the ball out quick. You have enough weapons around you to get the ball out quick. But DeAndre Hopkins, if you get him this week, it's going to bring this entire fan base together. I'm excited. That's what I'm excited about. Because listen, I'm Mr. Optimistic. I'm the homer. I'm going to sell you 
why the Patriots are winning 10 wins this season right now. Like, I'm going to sell it to you without DeAndre Hopkins. And the amount of people, Babs, they're going to be a seven-win team. This team's going to finish last in, in the AFC East. They're not good, which I think it's all bullshit. Their defense has gotten a lot better. Their offense is going to be similar to 2021. You're going to have an offensive coordinator that knows what they're doing. The pieces are adding up. And I get there's people out there that they're not paying attention every single day. They're just kind of seeing the little news here or there. They're football fans. But getting a guy like DeAndre Hopkins is going to buy your fan base back into this team. And if I'm Robert Kraft, you got to be realizing that too. Pay, pay DeAndre. Pay DeAndre Hopkins. Get him in here to get your fan base, Robert Kraft, all on the same page, all hyped up. People are going to want to invest in the Patriots in terms of their time and their money this upcoming year. People will want to come to training camp. Because we talked about this. Training camp these past couple years have been, it's been hit and miss because no more Tom Brady. He's out the door. Then you had the COVID year. 2021 was interesting. You had Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Last year was just Mac Jones kind of running it. it there's, there's no pull. But I feel like if you have a DeAndre Hopkins on your team, it's going to pull people to want to come to training camp. Be like, okay, let me see what this offense is going to look like. Just imagine some of the highlight reels you'll see on the Twitter and Instagrams and the, and the media from training camp of Mac Jones and DeAndre Hopkins. That's what I want to see. The, the, investing the money into DeAndre is going to pull the fan base back in where the fan base is going to believe in this team. And look at what's going around Boston. The Bruins choked. The Celtics choked. The Red Sox are 500 ball. You got to pull this fan base back and you got to sign DeAndre Hopkins. And I said it, I, I wasn't invested at first because I thought there was other priorities. Everything else is squared away on this team to me where I'm saying I'm comfortable enough. Go get DeAndre. This is the last piece that you need. I, and we'll see what happens this week. I mean, the news is going to happen this week. We're going to find out more information. This is me getting ahead of it and saying, get ready. But uh, I think he's scheduled maybe Tuesday. Today's Monday. It might be coming tomorrow. You, you got to sign him. You got to roll out the red carpet. You got to give him the keys to the kingdom. Mac Jones is going to need a guy like this too because this is Mac Jones's year to make or break him. And again, I want to talk about Mac Jones right now too. He is eligible for a contract extension after this year. And I'm very, very interested. I'm going to hammer you guys throughout the season about this as how Mac Jones handles himself. Will they offer him a contract extension after the season's over? And how much will it be? Because I feel that Mac Jones is, he's a game manager. I, I don't see a 30-plus touchdown season. I think he's somebody that can keep his interceptions from 10 or under, which is great. Like a 22-touchdown, 8-interception type of year, it'd be fantastic for Mac Jones. Knowing also you have a run game, too, that you're going to end up scoring points that way. But look at like a guy like Daniel Jones, who'd had one great season last year and the money they spent on him. I'm just I'm interested to see how Mac Jones gets handled this year offensively. How much are they going to let him do? How much are they going to try to hold back? 
because uh, um, that contract extension is a, it's a big deal. It's a big money that you're going to be investing into your quarterback, and you still have question marks around it in year three. Let's go forward here. OTAs, I haven't heard much. I've heard the same amount as you. There, there isn't much to talk about, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. I mean, mandatory minicamp is happening this week. We're going to get a lot more information about the team and what's kind of going on. It's still early. It's June. I mean, they're in a better spot than last year. Again, a complete 180. Last year at this time, offense was a mess. The writing was on the wall last year in June, in May and June. This team wasn't going to be good. Right now, it's like you're hearing Christian Gonzalez looking good in OTAs. Defense is looking good. The team's gelling. The chemistry's there. There's no bad negative negatives about the team right now, which is great because there's no media spin on it and being negative and this and that. I loved how you had uh, 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 Jack Jones taking some shots at Albert Briere a couple days ago. Albert Briere was talking about Jack Jones got into a physical uh, or like a, a verbal altercation with Belichick, which led to his suspension. Jack Jones went on Twitter, said, you don't know what you're talking about. Like called him out directly, put him down. I like that. I like, cause you know, there's people out there to say, Oh, I don't like that. You got to keep this in house. You need to have the Patriot way. Like fuck that. I like the players talking a little bit more and stepping up for themselves saying, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. I like that kind of swagger. Because you know what? Jack Jones is going to back that up on the field this year. I mean, in Bab's case, by the way, I heard that Jack Jones just, he had an injury and they wanted him to come back and he didn't want to come back. He wanted to keep healing it. And that's why uh, he got in trouble. They were trying to rush him back. And he said, no, it's just a little misunderstanding. It's water under the bridge. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. It's not a big deal. They're moving forward. He's still here. There's no issue. That secondary is going to be great with Jack Jones and Christian Gonzalez. You're already seeing that right now. You're getting a little glimpse of it. But other than that, I mean, we've heard Bill O'Brien is completely taking over the offense. Belichick has nothing to do with it, and I love that because Belichick can focus on defense. Again, hammer this into your brain. Belichick is going to Bill O'Brien and saying, I can hold teams to 20 points or fewer. Just get me 21 points, Bill O'Brien. Get me three touchdowns a game. And that is doable. Like you people out there that say, well, you got to have an elite quarterback, an elite offense to win games. You don't need that. You do not need that. You can have an elite defense. Go up against an elite offense and hold them down to 20 points as long as you can score 21. As long as you can score three touchdowns, you can win ball games. Will there be weeks where the defense crumbles? Yes, there will be. Will there be weeks that the offense looks great and has to be a shootout? Yes, there will be. But I, 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 I like that Belichick is primarily focused on defense. That's who he is. That's the coach he is. Hand the keys to Bill O'Brien. Looks like Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones are already on the same page. There was a little report out there about Bill O'Brien was yelling at Zappy during one of the OTAs. I haven't heard anything about Bill O'Brien yelling at Mac Jones yet. There's a lot of positives going on. And again, you get DeAndre Hopkins. It's the final piece for the 2023 New England Patriots to buy everybody back into this and get that excitement going. And I'm ready for it. I want to talk about the schedule again. 
I did this last month. I talked about the schedule, ran it down, did an Instagram live. We posted it this way, blah, 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 blah. I want to hammer the schedule in your head again because I made a post on my Instagram. It's pinned out there. I gave him 12 wins. I think that's too much. This is without DeAndre Hopkins, by the way. 12 wins is too much. I think 11 wins is like the sweet spot for me. And I kind of want to just break it down really quick. I'm going to pull up the schedule here. And I should have had this already set to go. Do, 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 do. All right, schedule. Here we go. Let's talk about the schedule. It's hard to put wins and losses on certain games. And the schedule is going to change throughout the season. Like the last four games of the year, who knows what the teams are going to look like by then. But I look at the schedule in terms of groupings. And that's important. So let's say the first four games of the season for the New England Patriots. At home against Philly. At home against Miami. At the Jets and at Dallas, right? Two at home, two on the road. You must go two and two in those first four games. I don't care where the wins and losses come from. In the first four, you got to go two and two to keep this season going. If you go one and three, I'm not hitting the panic button. But it means that you have to go on one of those crazy runs like he did in 2021. Where you got to win like seven straight. But you got to start the season on the right foot. And you got to go two and two. Especially the first two games, it's two home games. You can't go 0-2. You got to at least split that 1-1. You can't start the season losing your first two games and they're both home games. That's just going to put a damper onto the season. I really do feel that they can beat Philadelphia week one. You're, you're, you're giving this month, you know in months notice, months and months notice, that you're playing Philly week one, you can get ready for Philly week one. You should be able to beat Philly week one. And you got the Tom Brady aspect in this where he's returning and doing a whole ceremony, this and that. You do not want to lose with Tom Brady in the house. It's going to be a very important game to win. I do look like week two at Miami. I like Miami this year. If Tua can stay healthy, Miami on a Sunday night football game coming in. Mac Jones hasn't been... That great on primetime, I could see that being a loss. But at the end of the day, I don't care where the wins, like if it's win week one, lose week two. I don't care. One and one after two, two and two after four. New York Jets week three at the New York Jets, huge game for both teams. The Jets start the season at home Monday night football against Buffalo. They have to go to Dallas week two. Week three, they're playing the Patriots. And I believe in later on in those couple weeks, they have like Kansas City right off the bat. They have a tough schedule. If you look at the Jets' first six weeks, you'll say they're going to go 3-3. Three and three. You look at the Jets' schedule the first 14 weeks or the first 15 weeks is that the bye mixed in, they might go 7-7. Seven and seven. I, I'm not a big believer in the New York Jets. I don't think Aaron Rodgers instantly makes them that much better. I mean, we've already been through this like the last couple years. Zach Wilson's first home game was against the New England Patriots, and he pooped on himself, got four interceptions. You got last year where the Jets were like, what, 5-2? and two? Heading into that home game against the Patriots, and they lost. I just, I don't feel that Rodgers is really going to be the make or break of like, 
oh, like it's going to make them elite. The, the Jets are reminding me of the 2019 Cleveland Browns where Baker Mayfield was supposed to be on the up and up and they had all these offensive weapons like Travis Landry and Odell. Your running game, their defense was, is really good. And they got walloped that season. They were like destined to win the AFC championship in the preseason. That's the way I look at the Jets. I think it's just so overblown and media hype is around them. I don't believe into them. Two and two to start the first four. Weeks five and six versus the Saints at home at Las Vegas Raiders. You have to win both those games. That should be two and oh on paper right now. It's two and oh. The Raiders are going to be a dumpster fire this season. Brian Hoyer might start by then. Who knows if Garoppolo is going to be healthy? The Saints at home, interesting to see what Derek Carr is like on the Saints this year. But that's a little revenge game for Mac Jones. The Saints came in just two years ago on week three, beat the Patriots, embarrassed them because they were thinking too much of the next week with Tampa Bay coming in with Tom Brady. You got to win those two games right there, 2-0. and You got Buffalo-Miami right after that. That's week seven and eight. You're at home against Buffalo. You're away at Miami. I'll put those as losses. Like, and I don't want to, but I don't know what Buffalo is going to be this season. Maybe a Madden curse, Josh Allen. I don't know. And I I am believing in Miami a lot, especially if two is healthy. They look good. They play good against the Patriots now. It's hard to justify any, and this is me coming as a homer to you. It's hard to justify wins right there. So I could see 0-2 in that stretch right there. Then, Washington at home, Indianapolis in Germany, those are two wins. You've got to win both those games. Those are those are like the, the gimme games. There's not gimme games in the NFL, but those are gimme games right there. So when you look at it, if you go 2-2, two and two, then 2-0, two and oh, that brings you to 4-2. and two. Then you lose two, Buffalo, Miami, you're 4-4 four and four after eight weeks. Then you win those two headed into the bye. You're six and four headed into the bye. That's a sweet spot. I, I would like six and four at the bye. I think that's doable. Anything less than that is going to be a little bit scary going for the rest of the season. Six and four, seven and three would be amazing. Six and four headed into the bye. After the bye week, you have at the Giants. You have the Chargers at home. Then you have at Pittsburgh. Those three games have to be wins. And they should be wins. I feel like the Patriots should match up well against the Giants. The Chargers. Bill Belichick owns the Chargers. I'm not scared of the Chargers. This Chargers team has been pumped up so much these last couple of years because of Justin Herbert, and rightfully so. Belichick finds a way through defense. This is where the defense starts shining. At Pittsburgh on a short week, you should be able to go in there and take a win against them. I think Pittsburgh's on the way down. I don't think Kenny Pickett's the real deal. I think they're going to have struggles again. Now we're talking in December football. Who knows what these teams are truly going to be like the last four games of the season. Kansas City, Denver, Buffalo, Jets. Who knows? Just put it as two and two. You don't even want to get wrapped up into it now. It's too far away to even predict wins and losses. Two and two to end the season. And that's just me just saying it to say it. So there are there is a way to get at least 10 to 11 wins in the season. And if you have DeAndre Hopkins mixed in on this offense... You should be buying into the Patriots. You should be buying into their schedule, the timing of the schedule, and getting more wins right away than losses. Like If they have DeAndre Hopkins, I expect them to go into Dallas and win. I expect 
them to beat the Jets on the road. And I expect them to at least still split the first two games. Like, I expect them to go 3-1 and one instead of 2-2 two and two to start the season. That's the, the clustering, right? I expect them with DeAndre Hopkins to beat New Orleans and Vegas. I expect them to at least split between Buffalo and Miami week 7 and 8. Like, I, uh, that's, what, that's what DeAndre Hopkins' factor is. Because now you know that like, your offense has that final piece. But it's a wait and see. It's June. We still have plenty of time. I mean, it's going to come quick. Just in two months from now, it's the start of training camp. Uh, or, well, the end of next month in July, it's started training camp. And uh, I can tell you right now, just looking at it, it's going to end up being uh, July 26th. It's a Wednesday. That's usually the first day of training camp. They'll announce all that in a couple weeks. I might see you guys out there. I'll be out for a couple of them. Maybe go to a preseason game, kind of see what's going on. Other than that, there's not much to talk about. I'll do another one of these little podcasts towards the end of the week once we get the wrapped up of mandatory minicamp. Maybe when DeAndre Hopkins actually signs. Hopefully, if he doesn't sign, we'll still do one. But there's there's not much to talk about. But I, I'm, I'm trying to tell you guys in Pats Nation as they wrap this up. Definitely invest your time into this team this year. I don't understand why there's certain people in the fan base that need to be negative. Like, like, you know, you're just having a conversation. Like, no, they're going to suck. They're going to have seven wins. Then, like, what's the point of even having the conversation with you? Like, why do you want to be, oh, I'm on the right side of history. They're, they're going to suck. I still feel that there is a collective group of people. And it's a big group that are still salty about Brady leaving. Salty that Brady won elsewhere in Tampa. And during this time, the Patriots have struggled. You're used to this winning culture, and it's all, it's all gone. It's, it's a completely new culture now. Once Brady walked out the door, it's the reboot of the New England Patriots. But we see some glimpses of hope in 2021. Even last year in the, in the stretch, a stretch of seven games, Mac Jones threw one interception. Going towards the and then he threw three in Buffalo, but it wasn't all his fault. Mac Jones actually proved himself a bit to be a game manager last year. And then you look at some of those losses, like the Minnesota Vikings, that should have been a win. The Las Vegas Raiders, that should have been a win. Now you're looking at a 10-7 and season last year with Matt Patricia as your offensive coordinator and Joe Judge there helping on the offense. I mean, they're like they almost beat Cincy. I don't count that. They were getting they were getting walloped early on. They could have beat Buffalo last year in the final game of the season, but I believe in the DeMar Hamlin thing and the NFL wanting them to win. I don't know. Like, they've had close games. At the end of the day, the New England Patriots are going to be competitive. They're going to be in these games. And they need to set the tone early. I think there's a lot of hype for the defense. I'm so excited to see what this defense looks like. I think their offense is quite similar over the last two years, couple new faces. But, I mean, Bill O'Brien, it's a huge difference to have an offensive coordinator who already has plays handed to them. Here is what we're running. Here is what we're doing. So I'm excited to see what... And Bill O'Brien, by the way, this is an audition for him to get back as a head coach somewhere in the NFL. Don't forget that, too. This is why it's a major deal. If Bill O'Brien comes in and Bill O'Brien takes this offense and there are top 12 offense in the league, that's going to get a lot of teams out there that are looking for head coaches to say, Bill O'Brien completely turned around that New England Patriots offense. We need him as a head coach again in the NFL. So he's auditioning for a job too. 
Same way where I look as Gerard Mayo, people are trying to claim Gerard Mayo is the next head coach of the Patriots. I don't, I don't think that. Personal opinion. I think he's going to take a job somewhere else. Jobs are going to open up next year. This Patriots defense looks elite. Gerard Mayo is going to get a lot of uh, compliments about it, and he'll be the one who gets the the positives, and I think that's going to lead him to another job too. A lot of these co- guys in coaching are trying to get jobs elsewhere too. So don't forget that. Buy into the Patriots. Buy into what they're what they're selling right now. They better sign DeAndre Hopkins to get this entire fan base together because watching football is better when we're all on the same team. We're all on the same page. I don't want to be arguing about anything. In 2021, that like six, seven game win streak, it was best. It was it was the greatest. Everyone's on the same page. Everyone's happy. Everyone's excited. This is like Patriots football. Here we go. Let's get back into that. That's what I want. That's it for Babs on the mic. A little short one today. That's it. We don't have much to talk. It's been a whole month, and it's less than 30 minutes into this. There hasn't been that much to talk about. The negatives, the positives, this and that. Like there, There's not a lot, and that's good. I like that. That's fine. That's New England Patriots right there. Nothing to talk about. Just got to wait for the season. That's what it's like. That's what they. I think the Patriots have done a good job. Like You want to talk about a negative now that's in my mind? Like, Oh, the Patriots got docked two OTAs and like that's not a good look. I don't even care about that. It's fucking OTAs. It's they're not even mandatory right now. And the way I looked at it was they lost a Thursday and they lost a Monday. It was Memorial Day weekend. Belichick even joked and said, "Well, we got a longer vacation." I almost felt like it was done purposely to get this entire team a, a, a longer vacation. Done purposely so there's one less media day. Early on. And if you noticed, these media days at OTAs, they haven't been that much. Belichick said the last media day they had for OTAs, he said, yeah, we did all of our work yesterday, so today it's going to be a little bit more relaxed. I've seen people on the Twitter try to say, oh, Zappi had more passes done than Mac Jones. Zappi must be competing. No. Just a more of the second string out there and the thirds than like the actual firsts. There's, there's, there's really nothing to pull. I think that the Patriots have done an excellent job maintaining that Mac Jones is their starter. Uh, Belichick seemed like he committed to it. It's Bill O'Brien at the end of the day who's running the offense. They've done a good job keeping any sort of negatives out of the of the media. I haven't seen anything. I, I think the Patriots' final good job that they can do is this week with DeAndre Hopkins coming in and sign him. He comes in during mandatory minicamp. He's going to see all the players here. He's going to see what the offense is going to kind of look like. Where does where does DeAndre Hopkins fit? That's what he's going to see. Where do I fit in this system? Where do I fit with this team? What is Bill O'Brien saying to me right away when we first meet face-to-face? And these questions will get answered this week, and we'll know a little bit more. I, I think, personally, as a fan, it is a humongous failure if you cannot sign DeAndre Hopkins. Because I don't give a shit what the money is. You can find a way to finagle it. If he wants $15 million, you can get him $15 million And you can fix it on your, on your cap. You can figure that shit out. Belichick needs to understand. Belichick, not even Belichick. It's Kraft has the final say. And he needs to understand that a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Getting him in here is going to get your fan base back into your team, to invest in your team, to want to come out to Gillette Stadium for all these home games, to buy your merchandise, to buy your concessions. Like They're going to want to talk about you. 
That's the final piece the Patriots need. We will talk later this week. We will wrap up mandatory minicamp. We will talk more about DeAndre Hopkins if he signs, if he doesn't sign, if he visits another team. We'll get to all that later this week. Other than that, Babs, out. Take care. Episode 23 in the books.